Derek Brablick and I want to welcome you to Brablickcast episode number five. And today I'm going to give you my perspective on the topic of hero worship. And it seems like today, more than ever, we find ourselves looking to other people to kind of meet our needs and or reach goals for us or or ride their coattails of success to to see for ourselves to see fulfillment. We find that if we can bestow our trust or admiration on someone, then we don't have to be present to win. Like in the movie Shrek, when, when Lord Farquaad hired him to go do his dirty work, he hired him to be heroic. He wasn't interested in, in the cost. Although he wanted the, the reward, he wasn't interested in the cost. He had no skin in the game. And several years ago, I was with a coworker, and I was talking about potential and reaching my potential and 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 becoming more than I was at my job, so to speak, and knew I had more to offer and trying to find a way to do that. And he said, you're talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And a few semesters ago in college, I learned about it in one of my business classes where Abraham Maslow had a pyramid of five levels. It was psychological, safety, love, esteem, and self-actualization. The most basic at the bottom was psychological, ascending up to the top of self-actualization. And the point of this pyramid was that as soon as you met a need, you moved on to the next one. So like psychological was air, food, water, and shelter. And once you had that, you kind of moved on to safety, which was the personal, the financial, the health, and then on relationships. And then on to esteem, which would be self-confidence. And then on self-actualization, which would then be self-awareness and enlightenment. The enlightenment part of you know where you want to get to, you know how to get there, and you're doing what it takes to get it done. And the reason why I bring up Maslow's hierarchy is because the idea of cost. So when, when a hero worshiper worships a hero, they're not willing to take up the cost of the next level. So it doesn't have to be some great athlete or celebrity. It can be your couple down the street who's been married for 40 years and the one guy who's single looks at them as heroes because he's not putting in the effort because it's easier for him to live vicariously through a couple that's successful at being married than it is for him to put in the work himself and do it. But what he doesn't see, though, is that that married couple has spent hours and years of of handling discussions and arguments and dis- disagreements and insecurities, and yet they've worked through all that to make it 30 or 40 years. Whereas the young man or woman who looks at them and calls them a hero, they don't see themselves as heroic because they're doing that thing that they've They've practiced, they've, they've put in the effort for. But it's easier for somebody else to minimize them and call them heroes because they don't want to do the work. And I believe that the, the worst, I don't say the worst, that, that the most hero worship comes from the esteem level. Most people don't have the self-confidence, so they look to somebody else who does. Whether it's a hero, or, or I'm sorry, whether it's an athlete or a celebrity that has that confidence to kind of get where they're going, or even a businessman for that matter, or businesswoman. And you think about, for a sport, I hate to say sports analogy, but it's easiest right now. And, and Take Tom Brady, for example. When he won the Super Bowl 
a couple of years ago when they were down like 23 to nothing and and they came back and won and, and the, the amount of confidence that he had to do that the amount of drive and dedication that it took to 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 do that was amazing but i can imagine there were people around the country who went to work the next day and said man that was amazing I wish I had that confidence or I could never do that. Well, they look at Tom to do that for them. Tom gets to have the self-esteem. He gets to have the confidence. What about the guy who comes back from the weekend and says, man, our team did great. We made some great plays. We had some great stuff. He takes ownership in the team like he has something to do with the win. His favorite team's a thousand miles away. The, the problem is with that kind of worship, is that they put themselves with the person or the team because when they win, they see themselves as winners. They have to attach themselves vicariously to somebody else because they, they can't do it themselves. The worst part about that is as soon as the team or the individual begins to lose, then that person will find something else to grab onto for their self-esteem issues or their confidence level that has to be maintained. So if Tom Brady starts to lose or, or move on, even I think Brett Favre saw this in the end of his career that he lost fans who lost faith in him. He didn't change. He was 40 for crying out loud. But yet there were people who moved on to Aaron Rodgers. Why? That was their new hero. That was, it was their new esteem thing. It was their new knight in shining armor that they grab onto. And it's bad because we're putting things on pedestals only to rip them off ourselves and replace them with something else. You know, after 9-11 happened, my dad, uh, a 25-year state police veteran, had an opinion that I thought was quite unique, and he, he was tired of the media always calling them heroes to describe the firefighters and the police and the paramedics and the EMTs and the first responders. It bothered him, and it's because they did their job. He told me, he says, it, it, they're not heroes. They're trained to do that. They were trained to go into a burning building. They were trained to handle that situation. Now, was it worse than any other situation in the world? Absolutely. We've never seen that on our soil before. So were they prepared for that exact thing? No. But the concept they were prepared for. So are they heroes because they did their job? I don't think so. But I think we want to call them heroes because we don't want to do the job. We want to be proud. We want to be heroic without having to do it. So we call them heroes, and when we and we say, "Yes, way to go," and we want to we want to jump on the bandwagon of them, so we can also be feel good about ourselves. And I joined the military in 1994, and I was and I missed all the conflicts, which I'm thankful for. And I was in my four years in the in the military. I learned how to shoot very accurately. I learned how to, I was trained very, very well for situations in combat. Thankfully, I never had to go, but I never saw myself as a hero because I was trained to do a job. I don't believe you're a hero when you're trained to do a job. Because is everybody who does their job a hero? I guess what started this for me was when the woman and the pilot, it was three or four days ago, I guess, the, the pilot who successfully landed the plane and uh, in, in the tragic fatality in the, in the Southwest plane, they're lauding her as a hero. And to me, 
I think they're minimizing her as 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 her work ethic and her ability as as a pilot. Because I think to sometimes be a hero, it has more to do with luck. It has more to do with a person who's not trained to behave in a manner they're not trained to behave in. This woman is a fantastic pilot. She is amazingly trained. She was extremely dedicated. She gave up years of her life. She had service in the military, thousands of hours in the simulators to prepare her for that moment. I don't think it makes her heroic, but every other pilot is also trained to handle a crashing airplane. So I don't want to take anything away from her ability. I would rather give her ability the recognition that it needs than opposed to labeling her a hero and then throwing it away. And then as soon as we need another hero, she's forgotten and we move on. Why can't we look at her and say, job well done? We will raise our glass for you and thank you for your hours of sacrifice and thank you for what you've given to your country, you, you've given to the, your company. We thank you for doing what you've done. You know, it's crazy because if she were to find out later that she had a flaw in her character, a flaw in her personality, we would then be like, oh, well, she was a hero. But now we have to find somebody else to put there because that we've raised that person up to a standard that she was never going to meet. Because you think about the word hero, we, we assume or s- assimilate Superman or Batman or the Avengers or some other DC or Marvel comic that's super, Wonder Woman. No one can live up to those expectations. I think we need to be careful that we're not raising people up to a place that they, they don't need to be that they shouldn't be because they're human. And when they make a mistake, they fall really far and really fast and they never should have. It kind of goes back to the whole ribbon thing where everybody gets a ribbon. Not We don't need to throw on the word hero that everybody comes, everybody's a hero because they did something we didn't want to do or they weren't somewhere we didn't want to go. You know, Gandhi may have had it right when he said, be the change you want to see in the world. And I don't know why he said it. I wasn't with him. But it's, maybe it's possible that he said it because he knew people were flawed. And he knew that don't look to me to be your change. Don't look to me to be your hero. You become your own hero. That's where you get your self-esteem from. That's where you get your confidence from. Don't look to anybody else to be that for you because they're going to let you down. I hope that in the future we can begin to change our thinking from who a hero is to what hero looks like apart from training. Hey, hopefully this message served you well. And remember to love, to serve, and inspire. And have a great day, and we'll see you next time.